when you're ready. All right, welcome to edition three of Sharing Socks. I'm uh, Duty Geezer Lee Allen of the Southside Hit Pen uh, Squad, uh, as usual with my son, Will. And we also have a guest uh, that's gonna join us, an alleged baseball and White Sox expert, uh, Eric Laughlin. <laughs> and I want to explain to any members of the team who happen to be watching this, and I'm, I'm gonna guess most of them are, that- <laughs> Naturally. A couple of years ago at uh, Will's bachelor party, uh, a friend somehow managed to wangle front row seats right next to the Sox dugout and right next to the on deck circle. And there was in that group, a gentleman who looks a lot like Eric. And I just want to clarify, it's just a guy who looks like Eric, uh, who may have participated ardently in the consumption of um, adult beverages during the course of the pregame party and the game itself, and was with some vehemence advising uh, all the Sox batters how they should hit. <laughs> the vast majority uh, paid no attention to this, but the one who you would expect to interact, uh, Yolmer Sanchez, uh, Yolmer uh, did play along, and apparently took the sound advice of that person because Yomer had the game-winning hit, as it turned out. But I just want to say for any of you who thought, well, we don't want to deal with that guy again, any of you players, just looks like Eric, has nothing to do with him. Not actually me. I, Specifically I you, Jose Abreu. <laughs> I have to add here, but Eric did correctly call every pitch that Yomer saw. Yomer <laughs> fist bumped him after the at-bat because he gave Eric credit for that. Yeah, he did the, I think he did the this thing towards the, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I see you. But I will and say, it won the game. <laughs> before we get into the White Sox that are doing very well this year, uh, Jose Abreu, not entertained. Not, in, not, not having a good time. <laughs> Consummate professional, though, you know, that's only what it takes to be a team leader, you know, that's <laughs> You gotta have the yin and the yang on that That's team. That's true. He definitely did not say what he was thinking. Yes, <laughs> it was not well, gonna be well. Say by by total coincidence. Speaking of team leaders, Eric and I are both wearing Mark Burley jerseys. Fifty six. I mean, Man, that 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 play where that play where he did. I was at the game where he did the the through the leg. Flip, glove oh, really? flip to Kinerko barehanded. Yeah, it was it was opening because it was opening day. Well, it was yeah. the Sox home opener, like I don't know, 2014, 2015. It was it was a long, long time ago, and I was up in the nosebleeds, way, way far away. But I remember thinking I was like, that is the best play that I have ever seen in my entire life. Because you know, when you see it live, right, all you see is just at the end Kinerko with his hand like this, and the, ball <laughs> and the umpire going, you're like, what the. What just happened? And I was, but then, but then you have a 500 foot screen to see it on about 45 times. <laughs> about 40 times, yeah, yeah. And then every year after that, I mean, you know, I think, I definitely think it's 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 one of the coolest, it's one of the best fielding plays I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. You know, and it involves that second person. Stay forever that way. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one you never 100%. forget. Speaking of things not to forget, uh, one we'd like to forget from last night, which was a, a bizarre happenstance of getting two runs in the top of the 10th and yeah, then um, giving up four in the bottom. I, I know, and I, I want to bring this up quickly. A lot of the chatter on, on various sites was, was that why didn't Colomay stay in? Because he only threw six pitches in the ninth inning. 
And it turns out he couldn't oh. because of bizarre designated hitter rules. The designated hitter and the pitcher are the same guy in the lineup. So Yolmer had run for Encarnacion. So he became the designated hitter, which is fine. But Timmy then goes on his stupid rant and gets kicked out of the game by Angel Hernandez, who is, yes, a terrible umpire, but we all know he's a terrible umpire. We've always known he's a terrible umpire. And he's a fairly equal to everybody terrible umpire. Uh, and Timmy <laughs> goes on a rant. The best was, wasn't even a bad call. Uh, you're going to get fined for that. Was not yeah, you're gonna get... <laughs> Angel Hernandez is going to sue you. <laughs> But uh, at any rate, so Timmy's gone, which brings in uh, the only position player left, Yasmani Grandal, to bench hit for him. So now that's taken it, and we have to use either we put Grandal in the infield with Abreu, kind of a tricky situation to have, mm -hmm. or we get rid of the designated hitter. But the designated hitter means the pitcher has to leave because he's the same guy. Because right, you'd have to, normally you'd have to swap the pitcher up. would come around to that other spot in the order where we use money, but but he can't come into the game because then we got a catcher and a you know it's so they were really really stuck in in an awkward situation. But anyhow, that's over. The magic number remains four, but now it's down to five games left and four. But the Twins have won three in a row. We've left Cleveland's even back in it. They're three games back. Cleveland clinched. Cleveland clinched at least well, the playoffs. They clinched the playoffs, but they're back in contention for the for the. Division, yeah, uh, three teams down with with uh, five I'm to gonna, go. I'm going to so. share my two cents about this before you guys dive in, and that is that the White Sox want to win the division by making the Cubs lose their division. <laughs> so they're building up all this excitement so that these sleepy Reds and Brewers, not Cardinals. I don't like them, but they uh, <laughs> they can climb up toward the top, and then the White Sox sweep the Cubs. Cubs lose their division. White Sox win. Uh, interesting, interesting thing. And now I also would say there's the big Spoken battle like for amongst the division <laughs> leaders for first, second, or third uh, seating. And I think you want to be third. Well, because you know, I mean, then you, then you I, get Houston. I, I, yeah, I think, and honestly, I think Toronto is a lot more, they, they've been kind of on a slide lately, but I think Toronto is a lot more dangerous than people give him credit for. You know, Hyunjun Roo is actually having a pretty decent season. He's, he's, he's no ace. You know, I'd probably rather it's face an him. Than, season, really. Yeah, an excellent season, yeah. And I'd, I know, I'd probably rather face him than Greinke, uh, you know, in a, in a playoff position. But that lineup, man, is really, really dangerous. And the and um, you know, obviously, I think that the shortened schedule is going to play a factor because depth, as far as your pitching is concerned, is is going to be an issue as as the runs get longer. But you know, I, I'd be scared to face Toronto too. Houston, at the very it's, least, I think their lineup is is pitchable too this year. They they have not been as good. Um, and Toronto, man, what's it's, coming. it's a lot harder, yeah, when you yeah, a lot on. harder when you're not banging on a trash can. Yeah. yeah. The advantage, the advantage, uh, for the Sox against Toronto is that Rio is a lefty. Oh and yeah. That's a good, yeah. We destroy good lefties. Mm -hmm. Although the, 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 the announcers are always saying, well, we're 13 and 0 against lefties, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, 
but it also means we're only 21 and 21 against righties, which is not so amazing. <laughs> but nobody ever really well, you know, that. I saw an interesting stat about the White Sox. It was a couple of weeks back, but, um, you know, they were something like, I want to say it was like 18 and four, 18 and two against Detroit and Kansas City and like 21 13- and three against Detroit, Kansas City and Pittsburgh. And, and five yeah. under 500 against everybody else. So yeah. Yeah. as much as we love it and it's a great season and much better than we anticipated, there may be not quite an elite team. That, <laughs> yeah, some of the ranking systems, ESPN and, and Sports Illustrated, both have them at the very top, either the very top or second top in the American League. That's kind of stretching. Let's get, yeah, yeah. And, and a couple of things to that. Uh, the hitting has gone away. And I, I just looked up a few things. Robert, it's everybody talks about Robert. Uh, he's uh, 0 for his last 22, 1 for 29, 6 for 66 in September. But forgetting Luis, and that's apparently carried over to his defense a little bit too, which is Yeesh. really important. Moncada, yeah, obviously with, with a big hangover still from the coronavirus. He, he's just not himself, and he hasn't got his life. Yeah. 1, 1 for 30 now since Detroit. Encarnacion wasn't hitting ever, but he's 5 for 35 even after going three, having three hits yesterday. Uh, Grandall, five for 29. McCann, who's been really steady, reliable, three for 21. Yeah. Mazzara, four for 30, but that's all Mazzara hits anyway, which raises a question to you guys. Why the hell is Mazzara playing instead of Angle? Angle hits right-handers better than Mazzara does. Angle, after last night, he's in the mid-260s on right-handers, why and he's a much better defender why the hell isn't he playing well you know the only thing i would say about when you get guys you know a perfect example i'll give you is lucas giolito right so giolito took a couple of years to really grow into the kind of pitcher that he's become and he's really become an ace and so i think when you get guys who have that prospect status who kind of you know, are people who have tools, you know, you can see where the potential is. You just kind of have to give them a way to work it out in the show and see how they do over the course of time. You know, I'm not saying that Angle's certainly a a bad player, right? But I would say that, you know, if you were talking to Sox Brass, they might have a better idea of what they know his his ceiling is as compared to where they want to get Mazzara. Because, I mean, he's a kid that you can kind of dream on, but... Uh, I mean, I'm but with you with Bush. It's not like he's having a bad year. He's That's never true. produced. And it's so <laughs> frustrating because yeah. the guy, and he's been a while too. Absolute beast. Yeah. I mean, when he steps up to the plate, you just think, okay, this ball's got nowhere to go but 500 feet. I saw him hit a mammoth shot one time. I mean, just an absolute rocket. Like he's got what one home run for us this year. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, one check. One. It was just just last week. Big celebration. Bray, first home run. Bray's gonna hit twenty before he hits two. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. So what we've got for hitting, Abreu obviously still a beast, but you gotta watch out with Jose because if he decides there's nobody behind him, he starts swinging at weird stuff. Yeah. Because he feels he has to do it all by himself. When he gets into that, he's he's not real good. I mean, he's still good, but well, he's not he just, great. Well, like he just right he spent eight years having to do it all himself. Yeah, right. He had these terrible teams, and for, for some reason, we would get these horrendous designated hitters who would always bat fourth. <laughs> oh, he's hitting one or two, but we're going to put him in the game. I don't care you talk about my boy Adam Dunn like that. <laughs> <laughs> my boy Adam, Adam LeBron. First, first of many. Uh, 
but meanwhile, uh, yeah. So we, and of course, Tim is 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 doing great. Uh, Madrigal's doing everything you could have asked of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eloy, doing fine. Good sound. Not tearing it up, but he's he's doing just fine. He's a reliable yeah. hitter. After that, it's it's done. Particularly if you. If you're well, you know, I mean. I think you just kind of have to. I think you kind of have to just hope that that somebody finds a stroke in the playoffs. I mean, you just kind of have to hope that somebody gets ready to turn it on. My my crazy theory was, you know, instead of batting Encarnacion as the DH, would be to use James McCann. But given what happened last night, you know, when you when you have to sub out that DH, it's just it creates problems in your pitching, and I think you know really wouldn't be able to. If you wanted to pinch run for Grandal, you know, you could always bring the cannon. Or if you needed to do a pinch runner and then put in a, a position player, you know, it gives you a solid bat coming off the bench in the later innings, which which could well, of course, be pretty good. Now, they've numerous times used both McCann and Grandal with one of them uh, DHing and the, and the other one catching. Might be loath to do that in the playoffs because of something. Yeah. You're in big trouble. I wonder, you're still going to have this 28-man extended roster do you bring Collins up for the playoffs just to sit on the bench to do nothing but sit on the bench and, and, and be an emergency guy? 28 is a big roster and you don't need as many pitchers, especially in the first round where you only got the three games. I, That's very true. I think you definitely bring up Collins just to yeah. put him on the bench because you can't have what happened last night happen again. Yeah. You can't be taking Alex Colomay out of a two run lead game. Uh, or a, at that point it was a, a tie game. You, you just can't do it. And if that means bringing up Collins, who has been virtually helpless in Major League Baseball, um, then that's what we have to do. Because you just – you do something like – you make a mistake like that in the playoffs, you're just done. You're Especially just done, yeah. with that yeah. three-game series to start. Yeah. you got to give right. yourself the pitch, Let's go to pitching. Uh, obviously, we've got Lucas Giolito and, and Dallas Keuchel. Hoping – Keuchel wasn't real sharp – uh, coming off the the IL and his first, but I mean, I think it's probably just rust. Hope it's not that there's still any remaining back problems. Uh, he's got an excellent uh, postseason record, uh, four and two. The ERA is just under three and a half, and it would be right at three, except for a couple of short rest ins. Which incidentally, you don't want to pitch. I don't think either Lucas or Dallas on, on short rest. Neither one does well under that circumstance. Right. Um, immaterial in the in the first round, anyway. So we got we got Jay Lito, we've got Kaiklan. Incidentally, usually the Sox do really well after a horrible loss like last night, but they're up against Shane Bieber. And then uh, uh, Zach Plesak, I, I looked it up, Plesak in 14 innings, 14 shutout innings, one walk and 18 strikeouts. Against yeah, he's going insane. Kid's he, going he, ham. He's doing very well in general, but he really does well against us. So we hope that, you know, he stubs his toe. Well, and Cleveland also has that, Charlie Sheen, wild thing, dude, who throws a bunch of walks, but has also struck out 180 people in 12 innings. Uh, what's his name? Kerenchuk? Um, that dude, can't help but love him. He's, he looks like he's unhinged. <laughs> so, Giolito and Keiko for Cleveland. We hope we pick up one of those at least. Both would be nice. Then for the Cubs, we have an unfortunate situation. We can't use Giolito or Keiko, but we're moving them up because of timing going into, into the playoffs starting on the 29th. Nationally, playoffs don't start till the 30th. 
So they can pitch Darvish on a natural rotation on Friday. So you're going to face in three games, Bieber, Plezak, Darvish. Meanwhile, and then I think it'll be junk from the Cubs Saturday and Sunday. Meanwhile, we've got our three guys who are just kind of hanging on with fingernails to being in the major leagues, even just because we don't have other starters. We're going to, we're going to have Dunning and, and uh, Cease and Lopez out of nowhere. I think most Sox fans would have said, yeah, let's just wave him <laughs> a month ago. Suddenly, he's the best looking of the three. I'm thinking the Cubs, it's a tryout series. Whoever does best this weekend uh, gets game number three if there is one in the, the first round. Boy, that's that's a real interesting theory. I mean, I probably would give it to the, you know, give it to the hottest pitcher, although I suppose it's, you know, I feel like, I, I feel like of all the pitchers there, it's probably Dunning who I would trust. Oh, I, I agree. I'm right now Dunning unquestionably. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just because I'm going to go with the whole – you know, I'd, I'd hate to put Lopez on the spot as much as I think, you know, when I've seen him pitch and be good, he's, he's amazing, but you just kind of have to hope that that's what you get. And, and he doesn't, you know, come out and throw a stinker right away. Although, you know, you got to imagine that if, if I'm the White Sox, I'm trying to look just like every other American league team. I mean, you have to figure that you're going to have to bullpen at least one game. You're going to have to get some kind of bullpenning out of at least one game. So, you know, I think the other way to look at it might be, well, which pitcher do I think can come out and give me the best three innings, you know, go through that lineup the first time through. And then from there we can use a, a combination of, you know, Foster and uh, Bummer, who's going to be back to try to get a couple to bridge the gap to Colome. I mean, that's kind of what I would be hoping for an ideal. Well, Gonzalez, if you need several innings. Yeah. Oh. Gonzalez too could come and get you, you know, one time Who, through the lineup or any. Incidentally, left it's not a good postseason pitcher, even when he was in his prime and a very fine pitcher normally. 29 innings postseason, 21 walks. Well, didn't he – wasn't he on um, – shoot, didn't he bring the Nationals through one of those games last year yeah. or two years yeah. ago? He kind of took that one on his shoulders. I mean, you know, I agree with you. I, he's not the guy that I want to go out there and, and, and give, you know, game three to or anything. But, but he's at least got that experience, I think, hopefully, to get you through – you know, even if you started with him, right, and did something that the Rays do and start with your lefty and then and then yeah. have him just work one inning, two innings and get you to, to you know, and then you Lopez or Dunning, right, something. You know, I think the Sox are really going to have to be creative with how they use the pitching staff uh, if they're, if they're going to make a deep run. I think you, you absolutely start Lopez game three with the intention of being ready to pull him after one. Because if, if he's Lopez, good this weekend, if, if he's Lopez still this weekend. comes out firing, when he is good, he is he's amazing. Yeah, but it is legitimately a 50 50 toss up. Like, he, he's either going to go out there and he's going to mow people down, or he's going to go up there and give up seven and two and a half. So, like, you, you got to be ready to go with someone else with him. But there is an upside there. So, I, I think you go that route. But if Dunning has a good weekend. Dunning, really, I, I think Dunning's last outing, yes, he gave up the three runs in the first inning, but the two singles off him were junk. I mean, they're, they're like 60-mile-an-hour uh, exit velocity stuff. The homer, yeah, bad mistake. But those mistakes happen. As we noticed, uh, those mistakes happened last night. Uh, you don't really pitch Jose 
Ruiz against Jose Ramirez <laughs> in a clutch situation. That's that's not a fair fight. <laughs> no. There's not a lot All of pitchers right. I'd want what to about, face Jose Ramirez. What about this hot take? Crochet starts game three. You pitch him the whole game regardless of if his ligaments and his elbow fall off of his body. And uh, then he gets Tommy John. He's ready for next year. Ready for 2022, you mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'd be ready for next year. Ready for 20 for next year's man. playoffs. Merry Christmas! Um, I've got you, Tommy John surgery. <laughs> you know, uh, the one pitcher. I mean, Keiko's done quite well uh, in the postseason as far as pitching goes. The hitters who have seen postseason, of course, anybody who's been playing for the Sox hasn't. <laughs> uh, have not been good. Uh, Grandal, of course, has a lot of experience. He's a 115 postseason hitter, and he had that incredibly horrible defensive series a, a couple yeah, of years yeah. ago where he just he couldn't hit warm-up, couldn't get warm-up pitches. Um, Dyson is not a hitter anyway, and has hit 100 in his postseason career. And in Canarazione, is hit uh, 220 or so, which would be a big improvement from his regular season well, you don't want to see him up. <laughs> you just, to be fair, though, I believe Dyson has a World Series ring, right? Oh, yeah. And, and Dyson's done some With very, the, very important the, pinch the, running and defense in, in the postseason. But uh, hitting not exactly uh, gone well. On, yeah, well, he's never been, a, he's and, never and, been there. Well, of course, now, okay, now we go beyond it. We've been talking to pitching. Normally, and we'll, we'll say we get through the first round, right? We, we, we take that best two out of three, two or three games. You then have four days, so you can rest up everybody, and you're back at the start of your rotation. And you, they go into hibernation and, and get COVID tests or whatever they need. Uh, then it is five consecutive games in round two. So if it goes to the length, you're either pitching somebody on short rest, presumably Giolito, not good idea, or you're using five starters, really not a good idea. It, you're going to ha- in, in years past, you've never needed five starters the postseason. No reason to carry them. Don't carry a fifth one on your roster even. Bring in another reliever or position player. You're going to have to happen this year. It makes things – I mean, that's tough on every team, but it's really tough on the side. Here's what I'm going to say, though. You, you don't win the World Series with a team like this unless your starters can perform on short rest. It just – it's something you have to do. You want to be an ace in Major League Baseball – you want to have an amazing playoff legacy, you have to be able to pitch on short rest. I mean, how did the Giants win three out of six World Series? Man, well, guys who made it who made it work, particularly yeah. Bumgarner. But you you have to be able to do it. And I know Lucas knows that. Um, and it's possible he could come out. I mean, he's a different pitcher now. We'll we'll see what happens. But the the whole using five starters in the playoffs is just no one's going to do it. You can't. Yeah, Keiko Ke- yeah. went on short rest last year uh, for the Braves, and it was not pretty. So yeah, Houston a couple of years back too, and I think he also. Got well, he did that one. He did that one in relief, and it wasn't pretty yeah. at all. You know, that was on just yeah. two days. Yeah. So he's. Well, that was one of the things. You know, that was one of the things that I was wondering if they could do because I'm I'm inclined to agree with Will. You know, Lucas. Dallas, one of those guys is going to have to pitch on a four, you know, four or three day kind of turnaround if they're really, you know, if that series goes the distance. But I think one of the interesting things that they could possibly do is, you know, and again, I don't, 
you know, the Rays do this stuff kind of well where they're using tandem starters, right? So you have one guy on game three who pitches you three who you know you're going to get three from in game five, whether it's Dunning or whether it's Cease or whether it's, uh, you know, I thought Cease came up as uh, originally as a reliever. I don't exactly know his track through the minor leagues. But, you know, I think if you can try to figure out something – now, granted, that's assuming that, you know, you can get, get eight out of Toledo and eight out of Keiko, right, and you don't have to burn the back end of your bullpen in the first two games. But um, I think either one of those scenarios, you either give the ball short rest to your ace and say, hey, kid, go get him, or, or you try to work out something where you're just getting three and two and three and two from, you know, if you consider – maybe like uh, a cease and Lopez or cease and Dunning to be lengthy bullpen guys, you know, and then you have a starting rotation of three people and then you have a bullpen of more like eight or nine, you know, I think that could be another there, way. There's been, it. there's been for a long time chat about uh, Carlos Rodon making it back at the end of the season. But I think the fact that he did not pitch in the last few days, yeah, he's telling. They they would they would have brought him back for a couple short starts in the regular season to see how he was. In the fact, if, if he wasn't, I I just don't see it. I guess I could do one against the Cubs this weekend, but that that's so little preparation. I'm, I'm not sure it makes any sense at all. You, you have the chance of injuring him really seriously. Another thing, though, we have to consider with this year that makes it different among the many things is that these guys throwing in the playoffs are not running out of gas. They're actually at the point of the season when they are starting to hit their stride. Yeah. Excellent point. Excellent. We're, yeah. we're at 60 games. You know, that is that is when these guys usually are pitching their best baseball. Um, so I'm really interested to see what a postseason without dead, tired, starters right. is going to look like. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think you got to ask Giolito to get you on short rest. I, I mean, it'll depend on how the series is going, right? If you're up two, you know, if you're up two o three o, maybe you've got, you know, maybe you got a little leeway there. But if it gets to the point where you, you know, where you have a must-win game, you know, you really got to put. Yeah, really win, 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 or, win or go home. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or right, maybe not even tied two two. If you go into something two, yeah, two two, yeah. You throw yeah. Giolito. You're not. You're not putting Gio Gonzalez out there at 2-2. All right. Uh, meanwhile, we got to get there. Obviously, we're going to make it to the playoffs. Uh, got, boy, some tough assignments coming up. Uh, this, we're talking on Wednesday tonight and uh, tomorrow night against the Please Act, well, three straight and Darvish. Got to pull out some wins in there. It would well, be I'm very nice to win the, uh, to win the division even with many asterisks after because of how you line up then against people. What you really, really, really don't want to do is end up in second because then you're either seed four or five, and the one that you are not is the Yankees, and they are just steaming right now. That's, yeah. that's not how you want to go. Yeah, they look dangerous. Yeah. I'd rather end up in third. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, I think the, the other nice thing, too, back to your point about these guys kind of slumping is – you know, you're going to see three ace pitchers before you get into the playoffs where you're going to see everybody's ace. So at least oh, the yeah, very least yeah. chance, you know, to, to go. I mean, I'd rather see Bieber, Plesak, and Darvish to get an idea of what I'm going to look at, you know, than have to face, you know, back-end guys who are, you know, the fourth and fifth string starters, you know, and then get into the playoffs and all of a, all of a sudden, you, you know, you've got Shane Bieber on the mound who you got to go get or you're facing a Garrett Cole. So, 
you know, I, I think that that'll be a good test, but I'm with you, man. Anybody but anybody but New York. I know they slumped for a while, but they have been on. Everybody's healthy. Yeah. yeah. And, it, it, you know, Cole and Tanana have not been lights out all year, but God, you don't want to face those guys. Man, but Cole is pitching with some anger right now. My dad's a Yankee fan, and I've been watching his starts. And, I mean, he, he blew one up against – Right in the middle of their slump, he came out. And I'm telling you, through six innings, he was untouchable, absolutely unhittable. His slider was breaking off the plate. He was throwing 99, 100 miles an hour. And then he got one bad inning and that went, that went up on him. And it was, you know, they blew six runs right away. And ever since that game, I mean, that guy, that guy, the next game he threw is like the first end of a doubleheader. And he went seven innings, one hit, 10 strikeouts, something crazy like that. I mean, that guy's on a mission. I agree with you, though, Eric, on that that theory that it's better to see the aces. I mean, it, Luis Robert needs to face the best pitching he can possibly face because yeah. the aces have just figured out how to take him down. And giving him a, a full weekend of, of being able to slug on some 19-year-olds is – is not going to help if we yeah. want, and we can't really win anything without him producing again. Uh, both he just needs his confidence up too, and you could argue that yes, beating up on some some youngins is going to help with that. But what you really need is for him to see every type of elite breaking ball he can before we go into this thing and give him as and, many you know those. With the play, the games tonight and tomorrow could be. Very possibly be yeah the first two games of the playoffs. Right. against very Bieber true. and and and, and very uh, true. going up against Police. It could very well be the first two games of the playoffs. Uh, so it'd be very interesting games coming up. Eric, thanks much for coming on with us. Of course, thanks for having me. Yes, for the fun. Even if your dad's a Yankee <laughs> fan, which I didn't know, well, that's very sad. You know, you got to give him a pass, right? I mean, he did raise me for so many years, so I guess. <laughs> and and I'm sure the I'm sure the Sox are. I'm sorry you should have given some hitting advice to some of the guys, but we don't we don't have time for you to get into that, unfortunately. Don't worry, they they can call me at home. I'm available. <laughs> we'll, 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 put, we'll put your uh, texting uh, number up there. So. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yomi will get at me for sure. And uh, <laughs> and well, you and I, I guess we'll be back again next week, sharing socks in the middle of the playoffs, right after game number one. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, let's let's hope it's <laughs> let's hope we're sitting here talking about how the first round's looking good instead of uh getting Hanging smoked our heads. by the Yankees. <laughs>